Welcome to Strictly Business, Variety's weekly podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders about the business of media and entertainment. I'm Cynthia Littleton, co-editor-in-chief of Variety. Today, my guest is Jane Rosenthal, founder and CEO of Tribeca Enterprises. Rosenthal and Tribeca have an interesting perch in the entertainment industry with activity in live events, movie and TV production, as well as a growing gaming division. Rosenthal, in our conversation, explains how the Tribeca team has moved mountains, and then some, in New York City to stage the 20th anniversary festival with live audiences just as pandemic shutdowns are easing. The industry veteran also gives her observations on the spate of media M&A and the fate of moviegoing after a year of epic disruptions. And she discusses the shakeup closer to home with the ship that Tribeca made in moving from James Dolan and MSG to James Murdoch and his Lupa Systems as Tribeca's primary investor. It's all coming up on Strictly Business after this break. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Welcome back to Strictly Business. Jane Rosenthal, co-founder and CEO of Tribeca Enterprises. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Cynthia. It's great to see you um, and hear you and uh, look forward to talking. Um, Jane, you have been at the, at the head of Tribeca Enterprises for many years. You've been partners with Robert De Niro in film production, in the, the Tribeca Festival, which is going on, on 20 years now, in other ventures. How do you feel about the media landscape at this moment with so much M&A, big companies are getting bigger, uh, studios are being sold. 
Is this is this a tough time to be an independent in the content business? It's been a very exciting time because there's so many different opportunities and different places to to sell products and to have your IP bought. And it's also exciting because you're no longer just selling to um, you know a handful of networks that are saying they only want a you know a uh, a legal drama uh, or a police drama, and it's got to be broken down into X, Y, Z. So as a, as a creative producer, it's just, it's a very exciting time because you can do, uh, I can do a docu, a docu series like we just did with, this is a robbery for Netflix. You can do something like the Irishman that took us 12 years to get made. And between technology catching up and uh, Netflix, which really took a shot on it, um, we could get that made. I could make something like um, When They See Us, which originally we had started that as uh, as a movie. And we realized that it really the story held more. The story was a a larger story. So then it became a four-parter on Netflix. So it's just, it lets you tell the kind of story that you need to tell in the time that you need to tell. So I kind of think it's, I think it's a very, it's a very exciting time and uh, really looking forward to, to see what uh, David Zasloff's going to be able to do and to see what, uh, you know, I haven't read all the news on the Amazon MGM deal, but looking forward to seeing how that's going to shake out uh, and be better for the business. I, I think all this activity is is ultimately good for the business. Look, what also happens is it gets big, then they break it up. And then, I mean, we've seen, we've seen this cycle go round and, you know, round and round over the years. Um, but I think any change, I think, I think changes, I think change is good and it's exciting. And, um, you know, especially when you admire the people that are um, part of that change. So I, I think it's, I think it's exciting. Tribeca Enterprises has had a share of change in the last couple of years. In 2019, you did a transaction with Lupa Systems, the investment company run by James Murdoch and brought in some other partners. Can you talk about what motivated that deal and what you have, you know, what you've been able to do now that you have brought in those investment partners? So our um, our previous investor was MSG James Dolan, who still is a wonderful a, a wonderful partner. The way that um, you know we just helped we just uh, opened Radio City. Our closing night's going to be there, Jim. You know we we continue to do stuff with MSG. The way, um, you know, for us to fit in, for Tribeca to fit into MSG didn't quite work uh, the way the way we both wanted it. And um, James, you know, we started talking to James and uh, it really, he's been an extraordinary partner. His uh, whole group at Lupus Systems has been terrific. It's allowing us to build different verticals of our company that we wanted to do for a long time. So I've been trying to really push gaming um, Mm. for almost 10 years. 
So we were the first festival uh, 10 years ago to ever screen a game. We screened L.A. Noir Rockstar Games, which is in New York. We brought League of Legends to Madison Square Garden six years ago already. Um, that was the first time a big esport event was in New York. Uh, there had been smaller events with um, with Street Fighter and, you know, but not nothing as large as League of Legends. Um, I've, so I'm always interested in how uh, technology and storytelling come together and also how you can, you know, different audience, your audiences have different choices. Uh, so with James, I'm able to push in to do more in, in gaming. That's, you know, uh, that's one vertical. We're also um, looking at how we'll grow our Tribeca Studios, which is our branded content business. We're looking at other ways to keep growing our business beyond just the, beyond just the festival. Uh, you know, you can put on a festival in the middle of New York City for 10 days. Um, you know, previously there was a lot more activity going on in the city and I look forward to that more activity happening as uh, we come out of this uh, COVID, uh, COVID uh, isolation, uh, which is happening. Um, but you have to be sustainable beyond those 10 days. So it right. is, uh, so it's, you know, it's exciting to have a partner who, wants to work with you and and really grow it so we'll have more announcements for you Cynthia you got <laughs> right in the middle here but uh we'll have some other announcements for you that uh um I'll come back to you on you mentioned that the the movie going experience which has been you know just so obviously you know under under extraordinary pressure in the last year and now that people are coming out now that again people are sort of coming out of our hibernation do you have a feeling even just from preparing the festival, do you have a sense that there is that pent up demand that people are really excited to go back to theaters? Or do you think that we might see a more fundamental shift in behavior after this, you know, long period of lockdown? With the festival right now, um, as we were planning this, you know, smack in the midst of, you know, the height of COVID, uh, we, we took a gamble that come June, People, you know, we would have uh, more people vaccinated. Uh, the weather was different. Uh, our whole, uh, you know, the whole uh, awards calendar, festival calendar had shifted. And uh, we, were, we were cautious about whether or not we booked being, you know, booked theaters uh, because we didn't, one, think people would want to come indoors 100%. And also we knew the capacity wasn't going to be at a hundred percent. So we right. created um, these uh, amazing, um, uh, you know, outdoor screenings from the battery, from the battery, uh, battery, Brooklyn, Staten Island, uh, the Bronx, uh, where we're all, we're all over the place. We're taking what the festival has done um, you know, from its inception after 9-11, when we started the film festival to mm -hmm. bring people back downtown to really uh, help uh, stimulate the local businesses, local restaurants. So hope we can do a little of that um, too, as we go into all these other communities um, in New York. And uh, what's a better way to, um, start to bring people out than to 
watch a movie. We're opening with In the Heights and we'll be at the United Palace Theater in the Heights. And then kind of fits the theme. <laughs> kind of fits the theme. And then we will uh, simultaneously screen In the Heights to all those um, all of those uh, theater locations that I mentioned. Oh, that'll be fun. That will really kind of have that, that spirit of event. Well, for a festival born out of, out of tragedy and, and strife and difficulty, I I'm guessing that, that tackling creating multiplexes in multiple locations was probably, uh, was probably new for you, but still not given the, given the origins of the fest, probably not the, the, the toughest thing that you've ever tackled with Tribeca. No, I think the first, um, you know, the first festival was, uh, I mean, this is very difficult too, because it's emotionally people coming out and people being a bit afraid and, you know, just the emotional toll that uh, COVID has taken on on everybody. Uh, although that, that first festival, um, I think I was, um, I think I had a bit of PTSD and, um, was obsessed with how many people we could bring back downtown. The first time I'd gone into the Regal Theater um, downtown, which was right across from the Trade Center uh, site, I was in a hazmat suit. And, you know, that was, you know, that was, that was all the destruction, the physical destruction of the city of these massive buildings and the loss of life was, um, just was palpable at that time. You know, it's just about bringing back um, to life what we all love to do. And, um, you know, certainly here in New York uh, and in LA, you know, how much the entertainment business means uh, to us, both uh, uh, from a business standpoint, but also uh, from a mental health standpoint. And um, certainly in New York, uh, the business of entertainment and how it relates to tourism and uh, you know, what it brings to the city and what was, what's been lost in those 18 months. Uh, I think it was, uh, it was two days ago. I suddenly saw a commercial for the Broadway show Moulin Rouge. I got so excited. You realize, Oh, I haven't seen commercials like this in so long. No, it was, you know, we're coming back. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing, nothing was sadder than being in the theater district with all the lights dimmed and all the marquees looking forlorn. Has the Tribeca Festival as a business, has it, I know, you know, festivals take a while to find their sea legs financially, but has Tribeca the festival, has it grown into a profitable business for Tribeca Enterprises? Not a hundred percent yet. We're getting there uh, <laughs> without question. Getting there. Uh, look, I'm in the most expensive city in <laughs> right most expensive city. When somebody says, uh, when somebody says to me, "Who's your biggest competition as a festival?" Um, I'm like, I, I, my biggest competition is New York City itself. Is right. Hampton? Is the Knicks in a playoff game? finally. Uh, but, uh, and the Nets and, you know, Nets in a playoff game. I mean, where could that happen? Um, we deserve it here in New York. But, um, you know, that was, uh, you know, it's, it's costly to be in New York and to do this. Um, but, um, you know, we're, we're getting there, particularly with our, the other verticals that uh, we have been working on for a number of years. 
And I would imagine the city is very supportive. I mean, I, I'm guessing, you know, again, the, the festival was born out of trying to help the, help the downtown area. But would you say that they, you know, given that the city and the mayor has had a lot going on in the last 18 months, were they were they helpful? I would imagine that they were very encouraging in having you get get Tribeca back on its feet again. Um, Enda Castillo, who's the um, commissioner from MOM, uh, Mayor's Office of um, Entertainment. Media and Entertainment, yeah. And also a a Strictly Business podcast guest. I have interviewed her. She's terrific. She's terrific. She's been been extraordinary. And the parts department has been very helpful. Um, You know, but they're not giving you, they're, they're helping us by, you know, alleviating some costs but not you know nothing 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 substantial i mean one of the things in this country is that um you don't have the you don't have the support for the arts so it does become either you know private uh private funding or through uh other types of partnerships don't go anywhere We'll take a short break and be back with more from Tribeca's Jane Rosenthal. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. And we're back with more from Tribeca's Jane Rosenthal. Let me go back a little bit uh, more about Tribeca Enterprises outside of the festival. And you mentioned with Lupus Systems and other a new set of investors coming in that you've opened into. You, you feel like there's openings in other areas. Where do you see the biggest growth opportunities for a company like Tribeca Enterprises that is involved in con- different forms of content, lives of, live events? Do you see it as more in the event experience spaces, branded content or you know, film, film and TV content? 
Um, I certainly see for Tribeca Enterprises where we can take some of our events and grow them beyond just the festival and, you know, go to other, uh, you know, other, other cities globally. Um, I, you know, also see what we can do in our branded content space um, as, as growing. Um, so this year we have, uh, I guess this is our seventh or eighth year of doing Tribeca X, which is really for CMOs uh, who are telling, uh, telling, their, telling their stories in, uh, in different ways, uh, really through social good and diverse storytellers. Um, so we have a wonderful uh, guest list of um, Doug, Mc, Doug McMillan, uh, Lorraine Tuhill from Google, um, you know, uh, so that will be an interesting um, business uh, conversation to have, and especially right now, given given where people are kind of at that crossroads of just launching back into something like normal marketing plans and spending. And how did they spend their money during this time, or where were they going to put their their dollars? I mean, we have gone through. Uh, certainly as a, a country between COVID and the George, you know, George Floyd and um, what has been exposed as, uh, you know, what COVID has exposed for the inequities in this country. And uh, on one hand, um, while that's been extreme, uh, extremely painful, it's an opportunity to change a lot of our infrastructure, uh, whether that becomes broadband for all, um, looking at how, I mean, you look at how, um, you know, just, you know, just how different business models have to change, how, you know, how movie theaters, um, you know, a lot of them, you know, the, a lot of that was teetering on the brink prior to COVID and it kind of pushed it Right. Now, what's going to emerge? And I do think there'll be a healthier, um, more interesting business that will that will emerge. Do you feel um, like are you as going forward as strongly as you would have, say, in 2019 before the pandemic craziness? Are you going forward with a, a feature film slate as ambitious as you might have before the pandemic? Or has that curbed any of this curbed your uh, enthusiasm at all. Tribeca Enterprises doesn't have a feature film site. That's really um, what we, Bob and I do on Tribeca Productions in mm. terms of what, you know, uh, what we develop and, you know, we're a small company on that side. So uh, from that point of view, we came out of a very heavy production year in 1819 and we're kind of back in that development uh, mm -hmm. things. Um in terms of Tribeca Enterprises, it's been fascinating to see the films that have been coming out of it. I think we have our strongest competition year um, and um, also trying to push uh, a new platform called Tribeca at Home, which if you can't come to Tribeca or you only wanna to go to one or two screenings, you can um, watch uh, Tribeca at home, and uh, there are not. It's not just. Uh, it's not just a repeat of the movies, but there are special featurettes and mm -hmm. special, um, you know, shorts uh, very specifically for that 
uh, that platform. You mentioned earlier the Irishman and the project that that took 12 years. Um, you know, uh, one of the famously long gestating film projects that, um, that that sometimes happen. How do you feel now that you're about two years out from its release? How do you feel about how it performed and having it be be not exclusively, but such a you know, it was a Netflix. It was a Netflix movie for all intents and purposes, although it did have some theatrical distribution. How, how did you feel about it in, in the final analysis? Uh, as the movie itself and working with uh, Scorsese, De Niro, Pesci, Pacino, I mean, Keitel, <laughs> uh, I mean, that was, um, that's kind of a dream come true, especially if you went to NYU. Uh, <laughs> um, but, um, so that you know, I'm I'm very I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of that movie, and um, you know, I feel so fortunate to have worked with all of all of them together um, in that capacity. Uh, in terms of where you may be trying to uh, ask the question about uh, Netflix and distribution at the time, um, Netflix had uh, I could probably. Yeah, I mean, there were over 1,200 independent theaters domestically that mm -hmm. uh, had booked uh, Irishman. Um, and Netflix was uh, Ted Sarandos, Scott Stuber, were, you know, so committed to showing this theatrically. Um, they had taken over the Velasco Theater uh, here in New York mm -hmm. uh, and um, turned that into a movie theater. So, and it was playing, you know, in other parts of other parts of New York, and again, in independent theaters throughout the country, uh, also in independent theaters throughout uh, throughout the world. So, I was very pleased at that. Um, you know, it was you were still having that fight at the time of um, what the window was going to be. In right. Terms of, you know, Netflix only wanted six weeks, but the theaters wanted three months. I would say. Today, the theaters would have taken the six weeks. Um, right. So, you know, time has a way of changing people's mind, but God knows nobody wanted to go through a pandemic to have to, you know, a global pandemic to have to change business models, but things happen in strange ways. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. We love to hear from listeners. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Strictly Business. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.